Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. Breaking it down with Bro. Rob Bro. Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steal if you know what I mean. Earn you keep. Regulators! Mount up. Now... Here's your sports bro, Rob Bro. Welcome into the Rob Bro Show. I am Rob Bro, your host. You're the co-host. Text in 806-855-3712. That's a little bit of a throwback intro. Had to Frankenstein a little bit. Shout out to Carson, Carson Robinson, the old co-host, the OG, used to be here with me on the Rob Bro Show. Shout out to Tucker as well, the OG uh, producer of the program. What is that song? I know that song. It's uh, Regulators by Warren G. That's right. It's also um, a Michael McDonald song. Um, that It was a, it was a uh, sample from a Michael McDonald song. It's in the system, but I don't remember what it's called. If somebody knows the Michael McDonald sample that Warren G. used on A Cold Dark Night, the movie quote is from Young Guns. So, there you go. That's a bunch of pop culture there for you. Uh, This off the text line, Tucker is awesome. Carson, not so much. LOL. (laughs) Hardy can shit. Or you can shade from uh, Carson if he's tuning in. Camden might be listening. We'll uh, we'll we'll be sure to relay that back to Carson. He's already getting hammered on the text line. It's like nothing changed. It's like nothing changed at all. Uh, not in love. Hold on. Not in love anymore. Michael McDonald is the sample that Warren G used in that uh, song. See, sometimes you just gotta ask. What was I saying? You can text in 806-855-3712. That's the text line. What is your lock of the weekend? Lock of the weekend, Travis Kelsey gets a touchdown. Lock of the weekend, Marquez Valdez-Scantling catches more than two football passes. Lock of the weekend, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, Six and a half touchdown passes. Six and a half. Over under six and a half touchdown passes this weekend by quarterbacks. We'll take that one as well. And any of you want to text in 806-855-3712. A couple of coaching tidbits to talk through in the NFL. Uh, The offensive line coach, gone from uh, the Dallas Cowboys. The running backs coach, gone from the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Can they just make Zeke Elliott a player coach? Uh, Can they alleviate some salary issues there? Who knows? Who do you want to hire as the offensive line coach? Could you convince Callahan to come home to the Dallas Cowboys? I would assume you're going to go hire some uh, Green Bay, old Green Bay offensive line coach. I don't know. 
Interesting, though, that there seems to be some philosophical issue on the offensive side of the football. At this point, you've retained the quarterback's coach, I'm assuming, or Kellen Moore might do that. Some quotes from Mike McCarthy yesterday, including, well, he's still getting evaluated, speaking on Kellen Moore. Mike, did you not do any evaluating in the last 20 weeks? And this might be courtesy to not tank Kellen Moore, not fire him as he's trying to get a head coaching job. He did not get the Carolina Panthers job. The Houston Texans have seemingly zeroed in on the 49ers, former Houston, Texas safety, D'Amico Ryans as their next head coach, but they haven't even interviewed him yet because he's still coaching the NFC playoffs. I'm assuming they'll talk to him next week. I think you can interview on the uh, bye week in between the Super Bowl, or if they lose, they'll just announce him, I guess, on Monday. Uh, this texter, I already sent you my parlays. Don't be scared of them. That was uh, PJ. PJ did send me some parlays earlier in the week. Let's see. I'll read them to you. Uh, AJ Brown over four and a half catches. AJ Brown over 70 yards receiving. Joe Burrow over 225 passing. That seems really low. And then Joe Burrow over one and a half touchdowns. Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, I think, will will make up the lion's share of the passing touchdown prop. Right now, you can get the AFC Championship quarterbacks at four touchdowns and the NFC quarterbacks at three touchdowns. So maybe I should do seven and a half. Are you taking the over? We'll ask it that way. Uh, this texter, Stone Cold Locks of the Weekend, over a number of minutes of sports watched this weekend. His wife is out of town. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, lots of sports to watch. I mean, you can go, you can go 11 to 10 SEC Big 12 Challenge on Saturday. Right there in the middle at 2 p.m., you can watch Baylor, Texas Tech, the USA. Sunday, obviously, championship weekend, so plenty of sports. And then you can uh, stream the YouTube show for the Gambling Gaucho Sunday night. He's also taking the over on number of root beers pursued. Under on number of chores done. Yeah, that to-do list is not getting done. Also, Lady Raiders by 50, all that from Grande Pollo. That reminds me of an old texter. I, I don't know why I'm nostalgic today, but that reminds me of the old texter, Cajones. Cajones from uh, the Rob Bro Show. I don't think he listens in anymore. He's a morning guy. So back when we were uh, 9 to 11, he was he was in the show. But now that it's uh, the afternoon, he he's always like, oh, I'm working, man. I, you're working at 9, too, dude. You can listen. Get you some. He's a he's a manual laborer too. So just get you some earbuds, man. Listen in while you're planting trees or whatever. Lots to talk about today. Uh, discussing the Dallas Cowboys coaching ventures before we got off on the text line. It's gonna be that kind of show today, folks. Just bear with me. Uh, 
it seems like Mike McCarthy is done with Kellen Moore, but I do not know if that's a decision that can be made by Mike McCarthy or will be made by Mike McCarthy to move on. But if you are citing philosophical differences for your offensive line coach and running backs coach, what do you want to do different? And do you trust Kellen Moore to not keep running the stupid Jason Garrett offense when he clutches up? Kellen Moore is an incredible play designer, but on third and 10 or third and 12, he's going to call four curls like Scott Linehan. It is infuriating how often Kellen Moore just closes his own playbook that he designs and is very good. And then is like, ah, WWJGD. What would Jason Garrett do? Oh, four curls. Let's call that. Uh, what was Tony Romo good at that uh, Jason Garrett used? To, oh, he's not here anymore. We have Dak Prescott. Maybe we should run an offense more similar to what Jalen Hurts has been so successful with this year. With underneath routes and mesh points and drags and, and moving the pocket and then taking deep shots on play action. Oh, that might be good. That might fit the skill set of the quarterback. No, no. Let's, oh, I know, four curls. Let's run four curls again. And then after that, we can run four curls. And then we can run the same stupid naked boot that fools nobody that we've run for 10 years because Jason Garrett liked it. Kellen Moore, I'm begging you, be Kellen Moore. Be yourself, man. If you come back, burn everything Jason Garrett taught you. And burn that stupid four curls play that never works. Interesting coaching changes, though, there in Dallas. And I think that speaks to some of the reasons why Dan Quinn might have been retained or retained himself, really. They uh, fired the the senior defensive assistant. They let go Leon Lett, the assistant defensive line coach. So maybe they're saying, hey, Dan Quinn, all the control of the defense is now yours. We don't have any former players around. We don't have this guy we hired as the associate defensive coordinator. You can go get whoever you want. You know, I would not be surprised to see oh what was that guy's name what was the young defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys maybe a secondary coach under Dan Quinn in Seattle and then the Cowboys hired him oh what was that guy's name I don't even know where he is anymore I wouldn't be surprised to see him come back though Rodgers? Oh, what was that guy? I'll look it up in the break. I'm not going to spend five minutes doing that. Uh, yeah, former former defense young defense coordinator for the for the Cowboys. Maybe the two coordinators ago, or the last one. I don't remember. Connor's uh, efforting. 
Also, that D'Amico Ryan's hire, and then you have, of course, uh, Carolina getting a new head coach, so Kellen Moore moving on from that job. Arizona is going to have to now move into find a new guy mode because Dan Quinn has removed his name from that. Now, that's pretty good opposite theory. Former head coach, defensive coach, opposite of... Opposite of what Cliff Kingsbury was. Yeah, before Dan Quinn. Connor. Uh, It just... It's like Rodgers or something. So the Texans, I feel, pretty locked into D'Amico Ryans. Good hire. Rams offensive coordinator still open. I still think that Cliff is in play there. I don't believe that... uh, I don't believe that Oh man. I'm just trying to wrap my mind around an opportunity for Cliff to come back to Dallas or not come back to Dallas but to come to Dallas. I I need to see Kellen Moore leave first. I do. I do. All right, let's take the break here. No, not not either of those. I Those were two of the former ones. I don't know that he was ever promoted. I think he was just in the mix. Maybe it was an interim after Mike Nolan. Oh, that's what it was. He was the interim after Mike Nolan. I want to say Rogers. That's going to be one of those names I'm like, ah, yes, when I see it. All right, we'll take the break. We'll try to figure out how Cliff Kingsbury can get to Dallas and be the Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator. Though, I don't really know that I love that. I just know that I want to move on from Kellen Moore. And I don't really want it to be Greg Roman, even though I tweeted that yesterday. And it does make sense for Dak Prescott. It does make sense for Dak Prescott. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports, in the Arctic Air Studios. It's Rob Brosho Talk 103.9 News Bunny Sports. Chris Richard was never the defensive coordinator in Dallas. What I was remembering was in 2019 when Jason Garrett was fired, there was a lot of talk of him staying and retaining the defensive coordinator role for Mike McCarthy. Or even that uh, in 2019 when they were trying to fire Rod Marinelli that he would just stay and take over. That's what it was. And then they hired Mike Nolan who might be the worst hire of all time. Uh, They got Jim Tom Sula in there at the same time. Uh, Back-to-back, terrible hires there. Uh, Not back-to-back, just at the same time, terrible hires. Uh, They were both gone within the year. Dan Quinn comes in last year. Uh, And, of course, you're heading into year three with Mike McCarthy. And year two or three with Dan Quinn. Year four with Mike McCarthy? How long has it been? Good grief. Anyways, I will say this. 
the Dallas Cowboys are in a precarious position because they can absolutely keep Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn and win 12 games again. They don't even really have to be crazy in free agency, especially now that they'll have a second-place schedule instead of a first-place schedule, so you'll be playing second-place teams instead of division champions from the year before. But here's the problem. Here's the issue. If you don't go all in roster-wise with this coaching staff, with this quarterback, you're exactly who you were last year and exactly who you were the year before. And if... Kellen Moore doesn't either go buy into what Mike McCarthy wants to do, which he hasn't forced yet because he's a lump on a log of a head coach. If they don't make some philosophical change, if they don't hire somebody who's going to bring some creativity consistently instead of just in spurts like Kellen Moore does. I was listening to uh, Bob Sturm the other day, Cowboys aficionado there in Dallas radio, and he put it really, really well. Bob Sturm said, Kellen Moore can create plays. He's an incredible play designer. But he can't create an offense. Jason Garrett was the opposite. Jason Garrett could create a game plan really, really well. He just had zero creative bones in his body and couldn't create cool plays or or great plays. They don't have to be cool, but interesting plays that could get around a defense. why they were a good combo. You go back to Garrett and Kellen, it wasn't the offense, it was the defense that got Jason Garrett fired finally. And not being able to win with a backup quarterback when his quarterbacks got hurt. You have to either go full in on Kellen Moore and tell him to burn every remnant, every cloth of the old life of Jason Garrett's ghost, perform an exorcism, and have him go full on Kellen Moore offense, and we'll finally get to see what it looks like. Or you have to move on from Kellen Moore. There's no in-between. There is zero in-between or else you'll regress next year because you're not going to have the same collection of talent, in my opinion. Now, there are some opportunities in this draft, especially there in the second round in the receiver world. Could you go get a Jalen Hyatt 
in the second round from Tennessee? Could he be an immediate impact guy? Could you find an, an offensive lineman or a corner or a safety in the first round that could provide some depth and security and instant impact on the defensive side? You have a lot of young corners that I think could really improve next year. And I like the safeties that the Dallas Cowboys have, but I would love to spend some either draft capital in a pick or a trade or just some flat-out money on a big-name safety. Justin Reed, Tyron Matthew, the Chiefs have done it twice. And it's really helped them back-to-back kind of eras in their system. The Dallas Cowboys have not even tried beyond Adams with the Jets and the the Seahawks to get a big-name safety. We'll see what they can do. Let's take another break. When we come back, locks of the weekend. We've got more text to roll through. It's Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back. This is Rob Rose Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Lots of stuff going on this weekend. Just for fun. And I don't really know that it's fun per se. But just for fun, let's roll through and make some picks. For the Big 12 SEC Challenge basketball goings on for this Saturday. We'll start at uh, 11 a.m. Auburn, West Virginia. This game is in Morgantown. Now, noted Big 12 homer myself, Rob Bro. Um I watch a lot of Big 12 basketball. I do not watch a lot of SEC basketball. But this feels like a West Virginia team that has figured a few things out. Top 15 Auburn. Man, West Virginia is going to be a heavy favorite tomorrow. Uh, again, I'm doing this without lines, so I'm just picking straight up. I'll take West Virginia over Auburn, first big upset of the day. And then at 1 o'clock, uh, Alabama is going to murder Oklahoma. That's gonna. It's not even really going to be close. I, I kind of like Missouri in a spot against a ranked Iowa State team. You're not going to see a Caleb Gil- Grill play. I don't think he might, uh, but even if he does, it doesn't feel like Iowa State cares a whole lot about this Missouri game. I think just because Iowa State is good, 
I'll take Iowa State over Missouri. I'm going to take Texas Tech to get their first win. I don't think LSU, man, you know what? Why Why would Texas Tech win? I'll take LSU. <laughs> That's tough. Uh, I will take TCU to hammer Mississippi State, even though it's in Starkville. Arkansas at Baylor. This is a tough one. I'm going to come back to that one. Uh, Texas at Tennessee. I'll take Tennessee at home. Florida, Kansas State. I will take Kansas State at home. Kansas at Kentucky. Give me Kansas. That is a must win for Kansas. Oklahoma State, Ole Miss. (laughs) I... I mean, Ole Miss is bad. Oklahoma State's not good, but Ole Miss is bad. Uh, I'll take Oklahoma State in that one. And then the one I was going back to, Arkansas-Baylor. Arkansas-Baylor is a very interesting matchup. Uh, Keontae George versus Council. You got Jalen Bridges kind of coming into his own after transferring from West Virginia. Flagler. Are you going to have somebody go off like they did against Texas Tech? You have a guy that hasn't shot well. Arkansas is 0-4 on the road in true road games this year. They're 14-6. and Overall, that team has just not come together. I'll stick with Baylor. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven Big 12 wins this weekend. West Virginia, Iowa State, TCU, Kansas State, Kansas, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Texas losing, Texas Tech losing, Oklahoma losing. We'll see if I'm right. We'll uh, we'll tally these. We'll put them out. We'll go through them tomorrow. I, I also, I'm going to try to watch as much Big 12 basketball as I can tomorrow, but we'll see what really happens. We'll see how it really goes. I will take a break. I guess we'll have the, the two screens going again. Sorry, not that break. A break for watching basketball tomorrow. <laughs> Hyatt got me earlier, too. He's like, guys, we headed to the now. We got some time. Like, uh, uh, uh. Um, as we <laughs> might take a break, we'll go to the two screen route for uh, the Lady Raiders as they tip off at two. The men tip off at one. Might even try to go out to that game, the Lady Raiders game. Going back to Baylor and Texas Tech. Uh, this game is going to be on ESPN Plus if you're not at the USA. Uh, 5,600 announced against Texas. I, I would assume this one will be close to 6,000 again, if not better. And uh, let me, let me, let me, let me get you here. All right. Follow me. Just, just bear with me and follow me. If the Lady Raiders beat Baylor, 
They have an opportunity against Oklahoma State on the road, which is going to be tough, but they're right there beside them at 14-6 and six and 4-4 four and four in Big 12 play. Beatable. Then you have Kansas State, who's one of the worst teams in the conference. Beatable. And then you have uh, Texas and Austin. That's going to be a tough one. But let's just say the Lady Raiders win the next three. And then it's February 8th. And they're in Austin and and something crazy happens. And let's just say they sweep Texas. At what point do the Lady Raiders this season, if they win, outdraw the Texas Tech men's basketball team if they continue to lose? Because let's look at the let's look at the men's schedule. Uh, at LSU, doesn't matter. All right, so move on. Iowa State at home, twelfth ranked, long shot in Waco. Top 17, top 20 team, long shot. At Oklahoma State, Big 12 road game, long shot. Home against Kansas State, who's number five, long shot. Home against Texas, long shot. Now, you're not going to outdraw the Texas game. You won't. But February 25th, ranked TCU comes to town. Do we really care about the cactus thing enough to sell out the USA for an O and 15 Big 12 team? Do we? Let's talk seriously here. And at that point in the schedule, home against West Virginia, the Lady Raiders, is February 22nd the first day that the Lady Raiders outdraw the men? In the same week they play on the 25th? TCU? Let's mark, let's write that down. I'm going to write that down to uh, think about later. And again, the Lady Raiders have to keep winning. They do. And, and that's not a guarantee. It's not. But it's a lot easier to keep winning than it is to start winning. It's a lot easier, in my opinion, to keep winning than it is to start winning. Now, if Texas Tech wins this weekend and gets some mojo back and then has an upset which is not out of the realm of questionability at some of these home contests, ranked opponents like Iowa State, if they get a win on the road against Oklahoma State or Baylor, they won in Baylor last year in Waco, Then you have an opportunity for a weekend on the 11th and the 13th where you can double dip top 10 ranked wins at home. There's opportunities here to get this crowd and atmosphere back. There absolutely is. But if Texas Tech is defeated... February 25th.
the lady writers might outsell the men. We'll keep an eye on it. It's the Rob Bro Show. We'll be back after this for the final segment. Talk some AFC, NFC props and lines. On the other side of this one, we'll also get back to the text line. It's the 806-855-3712 text line. It's the Rob Bro Show. It's the Arctic Air Studios. We'll be back. Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show. Final segment. Spent some time in the NFL. The NFL Championship Weekend. AFC, NFC. Kansas City 14 and 3. Philadelphia 14 and 3. The one seeds in their respective conferences. Battling Cincinnati. AFC and San Francisco in the NFC. Games tip off, kick off, whatever it is. Tomorrow at, or Sunday at 2 on Fox, it's the NFC. And then Sunday at 5.30 on CBS. Of the right to play for the Super Bowl. Heads up between the AFC Championship Contenders in the last five meetings. They played in January of last year in Cincinnati. The Bengals won 34-31. They played in Kansas City last year. The AFC Championship... 27-24. In overtime. And then the Cincinnati Bengals. This year in Cincinnati. Beat the Bengals 27-24. Those are the three contests with Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes had beaten the Bengals twice before. 38-17, 45-10. In two games prior to Joe Burrow joining. Kansas City's last five, they are 5-0, and 2-3 against the spread. They did not cover against Jacksonville. They did not cover against Denver. They did not cover against Houston, though those were large lines. They did cover against Seattle and Las Vegas. That is a very weak schedule to end the year. Last five for Cincinnati. They are 3-2 and two against the spread, and they certainly covered as underdogs against the Buffalo Bills last weekend, beating them by 17 after a 5.5-point dog was hung on them. That game also went under 48.5, way under, because the, uh, the Bills only scored 10 points. 
In the three games the Bengals and Chiefs have played, two have gone under, both of those at 54.5 and 53. The over was the 51 over, 34-31 in last year's regular season in Cincinnati. The line this weekend, 48. The total, 48. Kansas City, a one and a half point favorite again. I do want to talk a little bit about Burrowhead. Bengals players calling the stadium Burrowhead because Joe Burrow is 1-0 at Arrowhead. Doesn't seem like a great move. Today, Chris Jones in a press conference said Burrowhead three times. And when he closed the press conference, he said, I'll see you Sunday at Burrowhead. Do the Chiefs seem like a team you want to give extra motivation to? Doesn't Patrick Mahomes seem like the kind of guy who will quote things or reference things in press conferences maybe? Or if not in press conferences on the field like counting down from 4 to 1 or from counting up to 10? Counting draft picks against the Bears when he threw touchdown after touchdown on them in Chicago? Where did you pick Mitch Trubisky? Oh, three? And where did you pick me? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. When he played the number one player in the NFL power, whatever, the player rankings that they put out, the NFL top 100, he was number four. Whoever he was playing was number one. He counted to four. Like, that's the kind of guy he is. And now you're just giving him extra motivation? Dumb move, Bengals. Chiefs money line. And if it's one and a half, if it closes at one and a half, fine. I'll take one and a half. Probably up to two and a half. I think this will be a close game, though. I wouldn't go much further than that. But I am all in on the Chiefs this weekend getting back to the Super Bowl. On the other side at Bovada, this game is now two and a half for the 49ers. Consensus, one and a half. Or maybe it opened at one and a half and now it's two and a half consensus. If you were trying to tease something, eight and a half for the 49ers feels really comfortable. But if I had to lean a certain way, I would lean Eagles in this contest. I think A.J. Brown can do well. I think I think what Dak did well against the 49ers can be done three or four-fold by Jalen Hurts in this offense that the Eagles have, who remind me a lot of what the Cowboys had in 2016. And... This Eagles defense, I think, can do a lot of the same things that the Cowboys defense did. The Cowboys not playing with a whole bunch of confidence. The Eagles are. The Eagles offensive line is better than the Cowboys. And I don't think the 49ers... If the 49ers win, I'll tell you who the unlikely hero is. Elijah Mitchell. The backup running back 
is the uh, unsung hero if the 49ers pull it out. I'll bet the Eagles, though, or at least take the Eagles on this show. I will not lay any actual money on it. So Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl, the Kelsey Brothers Super Bowl. We'll talk about it on Monday. We'll see how we did on the SEC Big 12 Challenge picks as well. It's Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. I've been Rob Bro, be Rob Bro. We'll see you on Monday for the Raiderland 11 a.m. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.